Welcome to Big Blend Radio's Global Adventure Show with travel writer Debbie Stone. Welcome everybody. Today, uh, Debbie Stone, the fire monkey is taking us for a fire dance in Samoa, right, Debbie? Welcome back. Uh, Travel writer (laughs) Debbie Stone is here every fourth Tuesday, as you know, and is always taking us somewhere special. And today is really special. She is taking us to Samoa, which is really, um, a lot of people have this on the bucket list and it's amazing. She went there and also the national park so stay tuned for that as a second podcast follow-up to this one and we will connect them all in the show notes so you can listen to this one listen to the one just in the national park and read both her stories from there uh the national park one is up on nationalparktraveling.com and this one all about samoa is on blend radio and tv.com but i do want to give you also this link Again, all in the show notes, Samoa.travel. Um, that is where you want to go to plan your adventure once you take a listen to what Debbie has to say, because this fire monkey had a good time. Didn't you, Debbie? Welcome back. Well, thank you. And yes, I did. It's it's uh, a fascinating uh, Polynesian island country, and it's right there kind of in the center of the South Pacific Ocean. It's halfway between New Zealand and Hawaii, so it's out there. And it takes uh, definitely effort to uh, get there, uh, but once you do, you know it's it's really it's really rewarding if you if you can get there. It's it's just a fascinating cultural experience. It's uh, the landscape is incredibly beautiful. The people are very very kind and welcoming. Uh, so it's you know it's it's a wonderful experience. It's just one of those things where you have to say I I'm going to put forth the effort to get there and figure out how you're going to get there. And uh, we basically got there. We flew to Hawaii and to Honolulu and spent a couple days there. And then from there uh, took a nonstop flight from uh, Honolulu to um, Samoa to Apia, which is the um, capital of Samoa and. Uh, the, the island, I mean, it's several different islands. There's like nine volcanic islands, and only four of them are basically inhabited. But the two largest um, really, you know, accommodate or, or comprise the, the nation's most of it, 99% of the total land area. I spent my time uh, on um, uh, Upalu, which is the uh, island that has the capital, Apia, on mm-hmm. it. And it's really the center, uh, the commercial center. And, uh, you know, to realize the whole country's population is, you know, 125,000-odd. Whoa. So it's not not big, you know, but most of them live uh, on those two islands and mm. Upolo in Savai. So uh, it was, you know, we decided, okay, we want to spend, uh, and most people do spend most of their time on Upolo, and they can take a, a boat or a ferry to the other island uh, as well. Uh, so but anyway, it's, it's fascinating. Just to to get a perspective too, because we talk about America Samoa, of course, is a national park. So is that America Samoa is Samoa American? Where are we on all of that? Because so, yeah, I know uh, it gets confusing for all of us who haven't been there. <laughs> so if you refer to Samoa as Samoa, it is the country, it is the nation of Samoa. And if you refer to uh, American Samoa, that is a territory of the United States. And so okay. uh, American Samoa is by tiny little plane about 25 minutes from the nation of Samoa. 
but you know once you get to American Samoa it is it is you know a territory just like uh, Puerto Rico is and so you know under the it's wild to think about territories because that's always like yeah. you feel like you're back in you know back when Arizona <laughs> was a territory you know right but no and then the Louisiana have, purchase you know, came you know it's kind of like, yeah. yes but this is you know and so the American Samoa is is the the territory and that is where the national park of American Samoa is, which is a part of the national park system. So uh, anyway, it is it is a bit confusing, and it is confusing when you go from one to the other because you are definitely crossing the international date line. So that's an experience in itself. <laughs> well, that you know, I just think it's really cool that you, you've done this, you know. And, I mean, have you always kind of had your eye on going there? You know, at Samoa, I, you know, years and years ago, and I tell people this because they're like, why Samoa? And it's like, well, part of the reason, of course, we wanted to get to American Samoa. And this is one of the ways you can do that. Um, but Samoa itself, years and years ago, when my children were little, they had a babysitter. Uh, her name was Leslie, and she came from a big Samoan family in our community. Um, they were all very sports oriented, uh, you know, very, very uh, good uh, athletes. And anyway, Leslie was a, a actually a, a volleyball player who now I think working at the University of Washington with a volleyball team. But she um, kind of you know got me a little bit interested because I started asking her about you know, uh, the culture, and she would tell me you know little bits of it. And um, it was clear that family was extremely important to the Samoans, and uh, her family was no exception. And when I was there in Samoa, I know of course saw how important family was um so it was you know it's just one of those things you know you you want to you, you you know think about it for years and then you know this this whole trip came about because part of it was you know we were trying to get to every one of the 63 national decided hey well we can maybe do it this way and then really get a taste of Samoan culture you know mm, that's cool that and now okay so when you because I know you've done Hawaii quite a bit you've done New Zealand quite a bit too um so New Zealand's going to be a little different but then the cultures may also be connected did you feel like this was connected to Hawaii in in a way I think it's connected to all the the Polynesian area you know whether it's Fiji whether it's Hawaii whether it's parts of New Zealand whether you're dealing with Maori cultures and you know, mm-hmm. I think there's there's a there's a common thread that runs through through there, and uh, you know, so it, it it there is you know definitely some commonalities, definitely. Mm. One thing too is it seems like the people are really really friendly and very spiritual. It seems that 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 family and faith are um, pretty big. Yeah, definitely. And when you're driving around the island. Uh, you'll note that, first of all, there are no cities other than the capital city of Apia. There are just villages, you know, one after another. And you can tell when you're getting into a village because there's little signs, but also the roadsides, like certain villages will have containers of flowers along the road. And then another village might have the Samoan flags along the road. And so you'll go from one village to another. But the one thing that you really note is that each village has churches many several churches sometimes and uh you know in all shapes all sizes all denominations because it is central to their way of life and uh sundays are observed as a a national day of rest um and so uh you know you really get the sense that 
face is important. Also, um, to understand that each village, uh, you know, operates through a village council, but they each have chiefs, uh, which are leaders of uh, families, of extended families. And they are, uh, you know, it's a real honor to be a chief and have this title, but you have, you know, a duty and a responsibility in terms of the operation of the village and, and, and the well-being of the people in the village. Hmm. So, and then that kind of shines through with them in their personality, it seems, you know. Absolutely. I think, um, you know, as as I mentioned, the housing structure situation, parents, children, and, and even married children all live together in usually a compound uh, of sorts, which has several houses. And uh, they often have a large structure, which is, or larger structure, which has no walls, basically. And these serve as, as gathering places for pe- for the family. They also sleep there sometimes. They also can eat in there. So uh, it's very interesting to drive by and you see them one after another, uh, these like large, you know, uh, without walled uh, structures, uh, and so there are compounds, and and mm. you know, all the family lives there, and so you've got a number of people, and their families are are definitely big. You know, they they love having children, and uh, so it's it's important to them, family and uh, faith, and so together, you know, that's what they they put their priorities on. Mm, that's a, it's so it's, it's like. Yeah, it's the village is <laughs> raising the kids, you know, that's kind of definitely. reminds me of Africa a little bit like that, you know? Yeah, definitely. Where everyone's, definitely. Where everyone's together. So tropical paradise, right? You do mention that it, it does happen, but it seems to be like you can have different experiences from resort to not so resort, you know, depending on what you want as a visitor. I think, yeah, people who go to Samoa, you know, they, they go for the cultural experience, but they also go because it's a, you know, a tropical island uh, nation. And, you know, so the beaches are important. So people like the snorkeling. They they also like to hike or they like, you know, they, they love, there's lots of waterfalls and there's a lot, lots of nature. And uh, so, you know, there's a number of things that you can do besides enjoying your, your lounge chair by the beach. <laughs> and uh, most people like to see parts of the island. And getting around the island, uh, as I mentioned in my story, you can take guided tours. There are plenty of guided tours. They'll pick you up at your hotel or resort, and they'll uh, take you around. You can order a taxi. You can uh, take one of their open-air buses that you basically wave down as they come by, and or you can rent a car. And we decided to rent a car because we wanted the freedom and the mm. independence to kind of explore on our own and, and spend time where we wanted to. And uh, mm. and, and so uh, it's important to note, of course, that they drive on the uh, left side of the road. Wow. And, so like uh, New Zealand. Exactly. Yeah. So they operate by that. They, you know, that's, that's where they take their cue from. And um, the roads, though, can be very uh, challenging because there are a lot of potholes and ruts. Mm-hmm. And also they're narrow and uh, lane divisions and uh, you share them with all manner of animals. There's a lot of feral uh, pigs running it. around, and there's I love know, it. There's dogs, and then there's people that are walking on the side of the road. And so, you know, sometimes it's uh, especially if it gets nighttime, you have to be real careful because there, you, 
you don't see somebody until you come up upon them, so to speak. So, you know, it's a challenge to drive. I think it's part of the adventure. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I kept telling my husband, you know, left, left, stay left, 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 you know. <laughs> because, you know, it's like sometimes you get, you know, you 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 know get kind of complacent and you yeah, you know, the left. you're making a turn, you know. It's kind of like, yeah, oh, get but... into that lane, you know. It's like. <laughs> I think I may have told you, like, when my friend from South Africa came here last year and, um, you know, my brain went South African and it was like the day after we were on a, I think we were driving South or something from Michigan and I was getting off an interstate and needed to turn left. Well, I turned left into the oncoming traffic oh. lane because I'm used to right. that from right. South Africa. My brain right. just reverted just in that split second. And then Nancy's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I know. I'm turning left. The, the lights said turn left, so I did. <laughs> it was like quick, quick, and you couldn't, you know, that that was a mess. But I, I got, I, I don't actually know how I got myself out of it, but I did. But, but I think it's fun, you know. And, and if you have a good yeah. attitude and and you're, you know, sorry. Yeah. And I think in those, you're not like you're not in New York City trying to drive in that, you know. But no. Mexico is like that for me. Like, well, the, we used to, you know, when we lived in Mexico, we didn't go driving around at night. And then no. it was to a neighbor's down the street or something because of the potholes and the animals and right. stuff like that, you right. know, and you just had to keep your wits about it, but it is part of an adventure. I do want to it ask, is. okay, so when you went to the territory, America, Samoa, did you know, they... that reverts, yeah, they revert no. back to the America and the United States. So you're, you oh know, we got a car God. there too. <laughs> and then we're like, okay, now we're on the other side. And then, oh. you know, at the end of the day, we're flying back, and now we're on the other side. And now you're like, in Hawaii, and Hawaii is American. So it's yeah, like, it's 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 oh. really pretty pretty funny. You have to kind of keep your wits about you, and and also the time difference because you know you can leave. You know, for example, we left on a, a morning on a you know Monday morning, you know to to go to you know uh, American Samoa, and you know you arrive on a. You know, whatever you, you you know, we left on a Tuesday and we arrived on a Monday, and then we left on a Monday yeah. and arrived back on Tuesday. You know, and it's we have to keep track of those things, especially with flights, because it's it's you know very confusing. I'll tell you. What's the <laughs> internet like there? Um, it's not bad. Um, it's okay. okay. Um, you know, thank goodness they have um, uh, Google Maps, uh, which really yeah. helps uh, if you're in the right area to to receive them so, yeah yeah it's good to download <laughs> well google has that thing where, where you download yep. them so if you go offline i right. love that function yeah i'm like yes. yeah i used to be anti all of the gpsing and all of that and then i learned no. pretty quickly no it's thank goodness yeah because if you um, can't get service you can't get the maps you know yeah, yeah so you need it's them best to get them ahead of time and then have them there for you because you know there were pockets of places where we had no you know, no internet when you're driving around some of these places you know so uh good, definitely good yeah yeah definitely. Tell, tell us about i want to get to robert lewis stevenson because that's huge oh, I, yeah. I thought he was in hawaii i didn't know he was in american uh, in samoa yes, i shouldn't say american he was in samoa. didn't know that well, too you, go, he, go ahead let's know, talk he, about him yeah he spent the last five years of his life uh, in, a, in a plantation home that he built called Villa Vailima. And uh, he's actually buried, uh, uh, you know, uh, up on the mountain, which is right above that, uh, called Mount Vaca, which you can also visit. But, you know, we all know, you know, how famous, you know, Stevenson 
is and was mm. in terms of Treasure Island, kidnapped, you know, child gardener versus. But his love of adventure, you know, he loved traveling and he loved Polynesia, um, brought him to the South Pacific. But it was also his medical condition, which uh, people, doctors now surmise that he had undiagnosed TB. Um, you know, he sought out warm climates uh, with the hopes of, of finding some relief. And in Samoa, you know, he uh, continued to write, but he also became an advocate for Samoans, and they, they, um, he was beloved there. He, they named him Tusatello, which is teller of tales. It means teller of tales. And when he died um, in 1894, the house changed hands uh, for like 100 years, and it wasn't until then, after that, that it was opened as a, a house museum due to the efforts of two American businessmen who were also missionaries. And so now it's a kind of a mecca for Stevenson, you know, fans and for other tourists, uh, you know, and recognized as an institution. We loved the guided tour that we had. It was remarkable. And you'll see in you know, bedrooms of his wife and her daughter and daughter's son. Stevenson never had children himself. And then there's, you know, photos and paintings and sculpture. And our guide was just so full of uh, wonderful info, and she was you know, regaled us with lots of stories, and then she ended the tour doing something I have not, uh, you know, heard, which was she sang words of the late author and song, which was just beautiful. Oh. Um, and it was really clear that she, you know, felt very strongly and passionately about uh, telling the story. You know, that to me is when you get to have those kind of experiences, it's touching. Yes. You know, oh, it, it especially makes, in a small country like that. And it makes it, you know, really, you know, I don't know. It just it made it much more, it made it unique and very special. And, uh, you know, I think most tourists who go will stop at the Stevenson major attractions. Many of the other attractions are wonderfully, are wonderful nature and beautiful waterfalls and one of the the like a trench um there's mm -hmm. an ocean trench there that is quite interesting and a deep swimming hole and it's basically sinkholes that are connected by a lava tube and you go down the steep ladder and you jump in and uh people you know love going there they love going to these rock pools and I love, you know, seeing, you know, all these wonderful, you know, they're great swimming spots, and you'll see a lot of the locals in a lot of these places, and, uh, you know, there's some hikes there, too. I do need to tell people that, you know, it is a Polynesian country, and it is very, mm -hmm. the climate is very humid and very warm, and, uh, you know, so it does take a little time to get used to, and, you know, you can... Oh. Definitely, definitely exhausting at some time. So, you know, we didn't do any, like, intense hiking because it's just very humid and hot. We're in these mm. forests and, you know, areas. And uh, some of the hikes, you know, go on people's land and you need, they will stop you and they will ask you for a hole to get across their land. Um, so, oh, you know, okay. Some of it is, yeah. So, so it's it's quite an interesting. Like, if you want to see some of the waterfalls, they will stop you, and you will need to pay a, a nominal amount to be get access yeah, to you, that. Well, that makes sense. You know, it's it's a different country, and they do it in a different yeah. way. But you're helping them, and it seems that they're they're preserving it nicely, though, right? Yes. 
Definitely, so. definitely. And you know, um, you know, most things are very, um, you know, they're 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 marked in a certain way. Um, some things are not marked as well, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know. So it's, once again, it's part part of the adventure. Um, I think for people who go and a lot of of travelers who come who are very interested in the cultural traditions will want to go to the Samoan cultural village, which is in Apia. And they do a wonderful uh, several hours of uh, demonstrations and also food. And it was very uh, enlightening, very informative, and highlights uh, to that. You know, I, I think that was interesting when the, the reading about this because you got to learn about the food and wood carving and the, the dance performance and music like you're talking about too, but also the tattooing. Um, yeah. Excuse me, the house of pain. Yeah. Um, so this is not tattooing like what we think about. This is like they're, they're no, it this kind of made me feel like we're going into a doctor's office from the 17 or 1800s, like a dentist maybe kind of, tools nancy's cringing on the other side as i'm recording this with you because i brought up these tools so this is not um this is not for the weak of heart no and you know you're not allowed to take any pictures which is understandable um and to enter it Mm -hmm. and they do call it the house of pain uh you need to show respect you need to remove your shoes your hats your sunglasses put your cameras down and you need to sit quietly and listen to the guide uh, explain um, while you're watching. Um, and it does, it was uncomfortable. Um, this is a traditional way of tattooing. And on, on the island of Upolo, there are two families who are the tattooists. And uh, those are the two families that do these tattoos. And um, you become a master tattoo artist, you know, it takes many years. And uh, it's a position of honor in the society. And, People look to you to get a, a uh, tattoo as a rite of passage, and wow. um, mostly a lot of men. And um, you know, we witnessed it. They use these um, traditional tapping tools, which are stainless steel tips, oh. carried out without anesthesia, and it's it can be painful. And there is usually a tattoo master tattooist with two assistants who are helping to hold the body while he's doing this. And then there is another uh, family member who is sitting there, and that family member is a uh, family member of the individual getting the tattoo, and he is there for And um, it takes a long, long time. Um, On a full body, which is basically kind of your lower torso, uh, upper legs, um, that's considered a full body, and it takes couple weeks doing this about five hours a day accomplish this five hours a day yeah and i believe it takes about it costs about i think five thousand or some amount that's what our our guide mentioned to us but it's um it's it's fascinating you know it's a little uncomfortable to watch to listen to it um as you know what's going on but uh it was you know definitely eye-opening uh just like you know, seeing any other traditional, but this was, you know, this I never, never really knew about um, mm. or was interesting. I mean, wood carving, they do it very traditionally without power tools, which I've seen in many places, you know. Um, the cooking was another interesting thing. 
that was something that we, you know, watched in the beginning, how they, you know, set up, uh, you know, the the Samoan meal and they wrapped everything in, in you know, these leaves. And, you know, then they have this, this oven that is basically, you know, an earth oven and it's called Umu and pack all these volcanic rocks, rocks together. They light them up to get it hot and then they, you know, wrap the items like, seafood or chicken or taro or breadfruit bananas are wrapped in coconut and banana leaves. And then they put them on, on the umu, and uh, then they cover it all with banana leaves, and they seal it in and cook it for about an hour. And so at the end of all these demonstrations, um, we got to weave our own baskets Ooh, cool. um, with um, coconut fronds, and um, then they present you with the food that they have cooked while you've been going through these different demonstrations. So it's kind of a full circle thing, and that was, was fascinating, you know. And also, you know, yes, you learn that, you know, coconut is definitely uh, the plant uh, of life for Samoans, and, uh, you know, they, they really rely on it. And also taro and breadfruit and banana and fish, you know, those are some of the, the staples. And you'll you'll see a lot of that at these... You know, just like in Hawaii, you go to a lua, they have a fia fia, which is kind of the same thing. It's a big celebration, and a lot of the hotels and the resorts will have a weekly fia fia night. And so Mm -hmm. that's, you know, you'll go and you'll have some of these traditional foods, but then you'll be treated to a really wonderful show. And just like at the uh, cultural uh, center, uh, they do have dancing, which um, is wonderful to watch. It's very mesmerizing music, uh, and then uh, at the Fia Fia, they do the um, fire dance, which is another very traditional, ancient Polynesian art. So that was very exciting. It sounds like fun. I mean, and and you got to go snorkeling, got waterfalls. Uh, Was that pretty with the coral reefs? It's like their coral reefs have been pretty protected. Yeah, and lots of fish, you know, lots of colorful fish. And, you know, you can go to definitely different dive areas with uh, different organized tours. But we, we where we stayed, which, which was called the Sinalee Reef Resort and Spa, it was right on the ocean, and you could just walk from the beach right out in there and, uh, you know, snorkel. They had snorkeling equipment for you to use. And so, you know, to me it was easy to do, and I, I liked that aspect of it. So beautiful, mm. beautiful resort. Um Actually, we found out that it is where King Charles will be staying with, uh, with uh, oh. when he comes to Samoa uh, for the first time in uh, the fall. And, wow! Uh, so yeah, it was chosen to be the place for the them place. to stay at. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say too, with with you know going and being able to do that. Did they have like uh, glass bottom boats at all? You know, I don't know if they had glass boat bottom boats. I know they had organized yeah. dive dive tours. Um, so I don't know if they had glass bottom boats. Oh, that's cool. Boats. I want to go um, on a glass bottom yeah. boat. I miss those. They were so much fun. In they are fun. I've been on. I've been in them, and they are wonderful. They're 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 very special because you really get to see. You know, if you don't want to yeah. go in the water, you get to see. It's like when the shark is under there. You're going. I'm so glad I'm yeah. in the boat. Like, hello. <laughs> it's so nice to see you. <laughs> and the more hello, I eel comes hello. by, the more I eel, and you're like, oh, right. I'll put my right. cocktail and wave at you. You're beautiful. Yeah. You know, I just think when, you, when because that experience when you have like such clear waters, you know, in in certain places, it's just you know, right. amazing. Right. You know, it's right. just I I think it's so cool, and you know, just 
Yeah. That's cool though, that you've done this and gone in the resorts. I mean, it, it seems like, you know, just like you could go there as your own little paradise. You know, if you wanted to just definitely hang out at a resort for the weekend or week, you definitely. probably could, but I would want to definitely. go do what you did. You know, you know I think Mo, I would say, and even the people we talked to, um, there were there weren't any um, other Americans staying at the resort. Mostly, the people we encountered were from New Zealand or Australia. Actually, yeah, it makes sense. And it they're only you know it's only a couple hours for them by flight, you know, mm. and so um, you know it's an easy trip for them if they want something uh, different and special. Uh, you know, this is one of the, the popular places for. For people from that from down under, <laughs> to uh, yeah, to and they to. like to hike, you know. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it tramping? Am I is that the right word? Tramping? Yeah, I in, think it is tramping. Yeah, in New yeah. Zealand, yeah, go tramping. Yeah, tramping yeah. through the wilderness. But I mean, it seems like you really had an amazing time. But also, um, being out there, that um, you know, you've got you've got hikes, you've got snorkeling, and then we're going to talk about the national park. So. Everyone, again, that will be linked in the show notes as well. So you can uh, read the article and listen to the interview on that. So, man, what an amazing time. This is it this was. is cool. And flowers. Yeah, oh, special. that one photo you have with all those flowers in a basket. Uh, gosh. Like, seriously, yeah. that's just like, that's like a piece of art, you know? You know, they put, it's all on water. So it's filled with water, the pot or whatever. And then they pick the blossoms and create artistic design mm. oh and it's we beautiful. the fire dance we got to touch you can't go without because fire monkey went to a fire knife dance <laughs> yeah the fire dance was like really a highlight of of that fia fia uh uh celebration but um the men and boys um basically have these like fire knives which are like batons and um they're lit on either side and then they you know, twirl them around their necks, they twirl them under their legs, they throw them up and they catch them, you know, and it's all done to this, you know, very mesmerizing beat uh, of music. And, uh, you know, you're amazed wow. at the cord- their coordination. It's quite, quite amazing. And where I attended, which was at a place called the Return to Paradise Resort, um, the employees were the dancers. Mm. Um, you know, so these were people that you might see if you were staying at the resort who would be working at the resort, but they were, they were so really excellent really good performers and uh, very talented dancers it was lots of fun yeah very cool and you got your seafood i know you got happy on that that's it definitely well everyone uh fire monkey the debbie stone is here on big blend radio every fourth uh thursday uh, tuesday excuse me and again like i said links are in the show notes for her article this one is up on blend radio and tv.com and make sure you click through to hear one about the national park because this is just epic this is bucket list stuff we love it we love it thank you debbie well thank you it was such a pleasure thanks for listening to big blend radio's global adventure show with travel writer debbie stone debbie is here every fourth tuesday you can keep up with us at bigblendradio.com